Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. So everyone and their sisters has heard of the family-friendly game known as Mortal Kombat. And if you haven't, you've probably been living under a tight religious rock or extremely strict parents. And for that, I am truly sorry. Mortal Kombat is a brutal fighting game developed by Midway Games in 1992. Four months after their third game and 14 days after Rico's birthday, Threshold Entertainment produced the movie Mortal Kombat in 1995. Not a great film per se, but it's still a cult classic and said to be one of the best video game adaptions to film. In 2021, they rebooted the movie that we will be covering today. And action. So break out the popcorn, we'd like to break out a guest who's very near and dear to us. Our brother. Or, that's kind of weird to say, so it's my brother-in-law and Rico's little brother. But before we start, we want to say we're sad to admit that Mortal Kombat 2021 is no longer on HBO Max, but you can support your local movie theater by going and viewing it in the theater. We were just a little slow to cover this. So, moving on, let's jump right into question time. Rico, do you want to go ahead and start us off? I would love to. Are you ready, little brother? I'm ready. All right. So, what is your name for the fans? Uh, I'm going to have to say the kernels, like the kernel and the corn. Okay, but, but what's your name um, <laughs> for the kernels? Oh, you meant like my name, my actual name. Yeah. I go by Vala. <laughs> you go by Vala. Okay, I like that. Um, but his, his name is Valentino, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is your favorite movie? My favorite movie is uh, The Greatest Showman. Really? Yes. Why is that? Because it's a musical and I'm in choir. Okay. I like to sing a lot. Okay. So we have talked about you and your singing adventures on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So that shouldn't be a surprise to too many people. Uh, What's your favorite episode of the podcast? My favorite episode uh, was the one what you did with uh, Godzilla versus Kong, the review part. Oh, you like the review more than the pre? The pre... Okay. All right. Just just hurt our feelings. That's fine. Sorry. (laughs) No, I'm messing with you. Um, what is your favorite Mortal Kombat character? Uh, Kotal Kahn. Is that why your name on Xbox is Kotal? That, that's why my name is King Kotal. Okay. But it's spelled with a C, not with a K. Okay. All right. So can anybody catch those hands on Mortal Kombat? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I will I will take any of you on. And you have the colonels. You, you hear that? Yeah. You hear that, guys? We got to band together to beat his ass. Um, do you have any movie requests for the podcast? Uh, Trolls 2. What the fuck? Why Trolls 2? <laughs> I don't know. It's because I feel like uh, like Connie would like it, but I feel like you're going to be what like, What the fuck? What a random request. <laughs> that is so perfect. <laughs> you can't fake that. You can't fake it. I love it. 
Do do you have any (laughs) questions for us? A question that I have is, how do you choose, like, what movies you do next for the next episode? Okay, so that's a secret question that when we start our Patreon, we are going to reveal. And it's part of the $20 tier. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a very secret method that was taught to me by the uh, Wuxi Academy. Oh, so you guys are starting a Patreon? We, we hey, I mean, close, yeah, yeah, sometime oh. soon. Oh, I never, I never knew We're that. getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that. I never knew that. Yeah, so, uh, thank you. Thank you for helping us out with that cold open. Thank you for having me. And we will see you in a little bit right. when we finish the plot. All right, see ya. That was fun. Yeah, it was. I'm glad to have my little brother on the podcast. Honestly, it came out a second. lot, a lot better than, like... I thought in my mind. True. I yeah. thought it was going to be super awkward. He's our second guest on the podcast. Your dad's the first. Yeah. Yeah. Your dad's my, supposed to be the third. My dad is. You see his message? <laughs> oh, yeah. When are you going to. Hey, so what happened to calling me? Yeah. I was like, damn, Rico, you got called out. Uh, okay. So um, you want to just jump straight into the plot? Well, I want to talk about us a little bit. Us? Oh, okay. So anything new in your life? Yes. Um. <laughs> so I have this song stuck in my head. By another famous podcaster, because you know we're famous podcasters. Oh, okay, okay, um, okay. And it's "Fine Apple" by Nick D from the FRDI show, the Freddy Show. Oh, okay. And it reminds me of you. That's so sweet. So listen to it and think of me thinking of Connie. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, have you watched anything new recently? I didn't watch anything new, but I did start something with you. Yes, I uh, finally started Naruto. Officially um, like, started not, Naruto. Not officially started Naruto, but like I've actually gotten into Naruto and I formed my own opinions. There we go. That's official. That's official. Yeah. Uh, who's your favorite character? You know who my favorite character is. I do, but they don't. I love Kakashi. Oh my god. He is Kakashi my stan. favorite. Then you're going to be an Itachi fan. I don't know who that is yet. I know, but you're going to be in Tachi um, Stan and I'm going to be so mad. Do you like Sasuke? He's all right. I don't like Sasuke. I you know who Sasuke. we all fucking hate? Sasuke. Sakura. And Sakura, yeah. Um, no, but my... I don't hate Sakura. She's just... Annoying. She brings annoying. nothing to the table. Yeah, like not until Shippuden does she actually become something decent. But um, I will say that I think it, I was like maybe 18, 14 episodes in and I've already cried. I've already went to bed oh, angry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not going to spoil anything mm-hmm. for y'all, but yeah, I cried like a little bitch. For all of you who do know about Naruto without spoiling anything. For the first season. Um, the ending of the Zabuza arc. Yeah, the bridge, the bridge builder um, really fucked me up. So, uh, <laughs> moving on. Wait till you learn what true pain is. Is that a joke with the character pain? Yes. Oh, okay. okay do you okay, only okay, know okay, pain okay. because I have the pop figure? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Fair that's enough. it. Um, but yeah, so I, that's pretty much it. I've been, I've been kind of taking pause on law and order cause I feel like I haven't been at work lately. True. But also because you got into Naruto, but I don't watch Naruto alone. All right. So sure. it's our, that's our show. Um, moving on though. I mean, I, I know we did a lot of work for these past two episodes. Mm-hmm. This has been like the Godzilla thing all over again, except a little bit harder in all honesty. I don't know what you just said, but it sounded like, and I loved it. It was just a harder. It was a little bit harder, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) That's what it was, a little bit harder. You got the coughs today, huh? 
It's just because it's so late. It's kind of past my bedtime, so I'm trying to oh. fight off a gravelly voice. I just, I just hit the gravelly spike. Oh, so yeah, I feel oh. you. I just um, got it. But yeah, so I think, I think the reason this was a little bit harder for us um, was just because it was like a. There's not many podcasts about it. Not well, only that, but I mean, like my stomach issues are playing into a, a lot of the part. issues, yeah, that we've been having, and work was uh work's been a little hectic for me yeah like we finally got somebody trained and working and she's gonna take a week off in two weeks so that's gonna be really fun yeah um that means i'm probably gonna be at least working Mm -hmm. six days a week Mm -hmm. and i had a little bit of a schedule change um going in a little bit later leaving a little bit later but um hopefully it works itself out and we're able to come back to doing what we love yeah. So, um, like I said earlier, I am sorry that this, um, that Mortal Kombat isn't going to be on HBO Max whenever this comes out. Um, you did have plenty of time to watch it. It was on HBO Max, but it will still be in theaters if you want to support your local theater, which mm-hmm. was, which is something that we would really, um, kind of promote, I guess. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Go see it in theaters. It's a bomb ass experience. It's one of those movies that you should see it on the big screen, not. At a drive-in movie theater, because it's really fucking dark in drive-in movie theaters. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> but on a big screen in a movie theater. Right. Definitely. Right. Um, so, I realize we are our own worst enemies. Why? Because we sit here and we promote, yeah, go to your local movie theater. But then at the same time, we also want to get sponsored by Hulu, Disney, Netflix, Plus, HBO, oh, yeah. whatever. Disney I mean, you minus. can have both. You can have both. You can have all of them. <laughs> we can get sponsored by AMC and HBO Max. Sure. Yeah, best of both worlds. <laughs> Movie theaters <laughs> are making Paramount a comeback. Plus. Dude, I low-key want Paramount Plus. I low-key want or all these subscriptions, but... It's adding up to cable. It's adding up to fucking, like, granted Network prices. Granted, sir. What subscription do you pay for? Uh, motherfucker, I pay for Netflix. Nope. Spotify. Your own. iHeart. Nope, not me fish brain <laughs> okay <laughs> no um i i okay so for a short time i could have got a net free netflix we just didn't switch over to it because um we don't want to lose our movies so we didn't switch over to that we already had our first incident of somebody deleting our oh dude i profiles look i'm gonna be so honest i paid for my own netflix and like this is gonna be some family drama but um it was on my mom's account but i paid for it and I hopped on that bitch one day and I saw that both mine and my sister's profiles were deleted. And me and Connie shared a Netflix at that point. And I'm telling you that Netflix had dated back to like 2013. Yeah. That was like OG fucking everything Netflix rent movies on DVDs. Yeah. And this was during the time where like Netflix was really keeping up with everything you watched. So like mm-hmm. nothing was shown as like, oh, you may have watched this like a year ago, but we deleted it. Yeah, no, this was, like, they had, like, it was so specific Mm -hmm. to my, like, what I liked, Mm -hmm. and I was just so fucking pissed that, like, that changed the whole dynamic of my family. That was the beginning of it, yeah. That was the beginning of the end. Yeah. Well, my bad. Um, Hope none of y'all listen to this podcast. I love you, Dad. I love you, sister. No, no, you mean, like, the... The The person who deleted... (laughs) The person who deleted my fucking Netflix account. Um, Anyways... Yeah, so that's when I opened up my own and I gave the password to my sister. On lighter terms, do you remember Max on who's, Netflix? Who's Max? You don't remember Max. I'm oh, glad. Was it the was it the PlayStation thing that you used to roulette thing? It wasn't a PlayStation thing, but yes. 
Dude, yeah. I miss that thing so bad. I never We're got like, it. It's like, what kind of movies are you into? Dude, that thing. What kind of movie? What other kind of movies are you into? And like, like it lets you roulette what you're going to watch next. That was such a fucking gem. What was it on? Netflix. No, no, no. But I could never get it on my Netflix. I thought it was it like was through your Netflix. PlayStation. No, it was on Netflix. Oh, weird. I never could access yeah. it through my Netflix. It was there for like a short period. It was like maybe for like a summer. We abused the shit out of that thing. We did. Yeah. We did. Yeah, I missed that. But considering we're like almost 15 minutes in, let's go ahead and jump into the plot. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. I was, I was going to say we can come up with our own maybe at some point, but. We'll do our own roulette thing. That'll be like on the $20 tier of our Patreon. Yeah. If you like this movie and this movie, try this movie. We could do that on like the $10 just to be nice. Just to be nice. All right. So let's get started on this motherfucking plot. So, we start the movie off with Sub-Zero killing Scorpion and his family in 17th century Japan. His infant daughter survives, though, and is whisked away by Raiden to be safely hidden. This sounds super fucking cheesy. It kind of is, but it's actually a pretty cool scene, in my opinion. I'm also very proud of you. You didn't say Raiden. Raiden. Raiden, yeah. I don't know why. For the first time. They spell it different in every single movie. Well, in the 1995, they spelled it R-A-Y. D-O-N. D-E-N. Oh. Ray Den. Like a, a ray of lightning. Right. Makes a sense. A den of rays. Okay. Okay, so then we jump to present day where once again, Outworld has defeated Earthrealm in 9 out of 10 Mortal Kombats. Does that sound familiar to anybody? No. No, not like the 1995 in every video game ever. Crazy. So they hear of an ancient prophecy stating the blood of Hanzo Hisashi. Proud a- of you again. A.K.A. Scorpion. His blood will prevent Outworld's victory. But remember, as far as everyone knows, Sub-Zero wiped out his entire line. I'm sorry. I just want to interject again. Um, As somebody who loves a franchise, Scorpion is just like a one-off character. Really? He's a very important character. Don't get me wrong. And the best character in all the games. Don't We know. You've only been playing as Scorpion. Fuck with me. I have all the skins. Let's go. Um, But he's not like a savior character no he's like an assisting character but never really the main character right oh although he is like a main character in my heart granted they do have a movie called mortal kombat scorpion's revenge but i did not personally watch it i think you did no i haven't i I, I downloaded it i said that i did because i thought that whenever i finished watching it i was gonna watch it no you didn't no i didn't it's okay we still have it downloaded i'm sorry Okay, so um, to prevent this, Shang Sun sends warriors to kill all of Earthrealm's champions before the tournament. But how does he know that they're champions? This is where something new gets introduced. They all have a distinctive dragon mark. Um, some say it's a birthmark. Others gain it by killing somebody with it. Uh, but they all have it on their skin, kind of. It looks kind of like a scar, right? Right, and if we can get um, 500 listeners... You'll get and- it tattooed five emails saying get the tattoo actually if we get five emails and not 500 listeners but if we get a rating on you know our things and y'all can show us that we got ratings on our things okay i'll go get the tattoo okay okay so this new guy named cole young he gets attacked by sub-zero because apparently sub-zero can like sniff out the champions i don't fucking know how he found them um but he's rescued by jacks without bionic arms at this time and he fights off sub-zero and then tells cole to find sonya and this is where sub-zero rips off jack's arms we think he's dead he's really not though no so cole finds sonya and she has another champion who's currently being held hostage in comes kano 
She tells Cole that they've been investigating Mortal Kombat, and if someone kills a person with the dragon mark, the mark will transfer to whoever kills them. And that's how Kano has the mark, because he killed a previous champion with the mark. So my question is, do you think that at some point, Jax went in to save Kano as part of like a covert ops mission, right? And they both had to kill a champion, and that's how they both got their dragon mark tattoos. Or not tattoos, but birthmarks. Because it doesn't explain theirs. I mean, it doesn't explain Jax's and how he got it. Um, Kano, it explains that he killed the person they were tailing that had it. He killed it because he's an assassin or whatever. Yeah. And that's how he got his mark. But that's what I'm saying. Like, what if, like, Kano was getting jumped and they had to, like, arrest Kano? Or Jax was going to arrest Kano? And so he killed the champion that was attacking Kano? No, because Kano killed the champion. That's how he got the mark. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. Jax could have killed somebody else. Or Jax could have been born with it, like Cole. Who knows? Ooh. Who knows? So, their hideout is soon attacked by Reptile, and Kano ends up killing Mini Godzilla. <laughs> so, they start traveling to Raiden's temple, led by a reluctant Kano, because he's like, yeah, um, I know. I know where his temple is. I can take you there if you want to. Well, you do say hey. that one time. And they meet Liu Kang and his cousin, Kung Lao, as well as Raiden himself. They're then joined by Jax, who is getting some weak-ass bionic arms put on, not the pimped-out ones like that everybody thinks, but right. like some scrawny-ass... 16 year old kid in the basement type of arms <laughs> that's, that's so it fucked up. no like on it you see like this ripped ass dude <laughs> no, I know. and then like you see these arms and you're like did you skip arm day like how did you end up working on your chest and not your arms sir did you have a blowout for fucking real like spare tires on them fucking arms that's it it really just looked like metallic bones yeah yeah that's it because you're like where is the muscle it's yeah. not there. I don't know where it's at. Mm-hmm. Okay, so of course, Shang Tsung attacks the temple with Sub-Zero and Melina, but Raiden shields them, shields them while they all train to be able to fight in Mortal Kombat and hopefully awaken their Arcana. Arcana? AKA their specialty in Mortal Kombat. So Rico, can you tell the colonels what an Arcana Arcana is? Hey, colonels. All right. Mm-hmm. So the traditional definition is a deep secret or mystery right but in this movie it's a special power unique to all dragon mark bearers think of it as like the special moves that you use in the game that are unique to each character so some examples are like sonia's purple energy blast which are prominent in the movie and in the games um in most mortal Kombat's, honestly kano's laser eye which is also prominently featured in all the games Jax's 16-year-old boy in the basement arms. No, I'm kidding. Um, he actually just gets like more of a prosthetic bionic arms. Um, but for whatever reason, they did it this way in the movie. I think, I, I want to say, I think the movie was trying to make it more, and we've already talked about this, more of like a magical aspect. Because mm-hmm. you have to think, in my opinion, a human, a regular human fighting off Sub-Zero, fighting off Scorpion, fighting off all these magical mystical beings mm-hmm. like goro well okay so technically people that were i guess born with theirs or like theirs are too i guess unique would be like scorpion because scorpion's a demon he comes back as a demon um goro was born with four arms and super strong but like sub-zero would technically have an arcana Ar- arcana 
Like he, because his would be because he's actually just a regular human ninja who gets the who gets the ice power. ball powers. Yeah, and see that's the thing I, in this movie. I think they they want to make it more of a it happens, especially they're, they're with doing the, the Resident Evil thing where like it's yeah there has to be a reason as to why these things are it has to be awakened. They can't just yeah. like have it and be walking around Earth with right. like a fucking laser Which eye. Nobody, nobody. I don't think anybody would care. Yeah, I'm like, gonna guess it's Mortal Kombat. We all know everybody has powers. You don't have and to explain why people have powers. I kind of think that some of them are more related to like the fatalities in the games, like Sonya's kiss of death that we see in mm-hmm. previous Mortal Kombat movies, mm-hmm. where she does the the powder and all that. Remember? Right. And, and then that's, Kano laser beaming people in the face with yeah. his eye. Yeah. And then like even the scorpions get over here. Nope, not a fatality. No, that's not a fatality, but like a special, special move. move. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he does rip somebody's spine out. See, like, it's just like, I don't know, special moves. So, Kano's Arcana is awakened, and it's a laser eye, but Cole isn't making any progress. Yeah, because Raiden decided to treat him like an angry white dad, who's like, yeah, you're going to continue to get your ass beat until you figure it out. Dear God. So Maybe maybe it's not white dads, because I think my dad did that to me, too. Oh, okay. Oh, no. So Raiden essentially sends him home after telling him that he's the descendant of Hisashi and the prophecy is about him. He's like, hey, um, you're not doing shit. This prophecy is about you and without you, we cannot win. So um, go home and figure it out, bud. Okay, really quick. I just want to I just want to break real quick. Um, my dad, no, did not really abuse me. And no, I did not feel like white dads are <laughs> bad. I just meant like the movie dads. Stereotypical. Yeah, stereotypical, like asshole, abusive dad in movies. Thank you. Okay. So Shane, I, I had to clear that up. I'm sorry. I just like, had to clear it up. Pause. My my guilty conscience is swaying on me. <laughs> I didn't want people to think that I'm like some racist oh, <laughs> or no. prejudiced, and I don't want our movie deals to get taken away from us. Okay. So Shang Sun's rearing up to attack the temple again, and he gathers Sub Zero, Melina. What is it, Rico? If you don't say that right, Rico wants me to say his name is Rico. Well, they say it in the movies. They say Rico in the movies. They say Rico in the games. They also say Rico in the movies. They also say Rico in the games. So we're going to go with potato. Rico. Yeah. Um, n- <laughs> Although Sorry. they date my boy nasty as fuck. Natara, Goro, and Cabal, a.k.a. Kano's old BFF. Um, Cabal convinces Kano to remove the shield protecting the temple, and a battle ensues with Kung Lao killing Natara. Jax's Arcana is awakened. Mm-hmm. He gets his super bomb-ass arms. <laughs> like actual grown man grown man arms <laughs> he got the manly arms yeah he got silver manly arms. his arms went through puberty <laughs> okay i do hate that they use that as like it was a, weird a like viagra joke like a play on like it was very odd yeah it, uh, why not just give him he some... had to save the girl so he can get hard and strong that's fucking weird um and cole and his family they get attacked by goro um, Rico, do you want to remind everybody who Goro is? Goro got punched in the wee wee by Johnny Gage. Goro is the big forearmed, forearmed guy. Uh, normal yeah, he human get punched in the wiener this time. Normal human would not be able to defeat him. I'll say it right then and there. Right. So did he get punched in the wiener? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not sure. I don't either. I don't remember. It's been a minute. Cole's Arcana is awakened and it's, what is it, Rico? So it's like a mixture, right? A nice little cocktail of striker. From the old video games, because he had the uh, Tonfas and the Chinese British Panther, 
And that's, again, not racist. The the character mm-hmm. who plays him is Chinese British. So You did some research, huh? I definitely did okay. research so that didn't come off racist. So. Okay. Okay. Did my part. So he returns to the temple to fight. Like, he gets teleported back somehow. Raiden opens up a portal and it's like, oh, yeah, he's ready. He's ready. He can <laughs> he killed, come back. He killed uh, a top tier S class fucking monster guy. You're no longer grounded. You're no longer in the corner. You can come back to class now right. if you're going to act right, okay? Right. It's like everybody fought like some menial bitch like Natara. Mm-hmm. And he has to fight, of all people, Goro. You have to save your daughter and your wife from being killed by this four armed giant. Right. I guess you're good enough. You can come on back. Granted, they did the same thing to him that they do to Batman. And Goro just completely missed his head. It's like, yeah, I'm going to punch him in the body. I'm going to attack the body. I do want to say. Go for the part that's not armored. I do want to say the Black Panther joke is because his suit, um, because his arcana is a fucking suit. A gold, like, woven suit. Yeah, it's very weird. And it gets this is an issue for me personally it gets um heavily played upon in this one fight never again it kind of goro references it. punches this shit out of his suit and it seems like in black panther every hit to the suit makes the suit stronger makes the person wearing it stronger so whenever they punch back they're punching back with all the force that those previous hits to them held right whereas right. in the other fights that's really not how his suit works well, he with melina you see that it took the damage but, like, but he doesn't utilize it. Yeah. Um, something else that I didn't like was um, the fact that he is bloodline to Scorpion, but they didn't play off of Scorpion's ninja. Yeah, it was because he was, what was he, an MMA fighter? Yeah. But he, the whole, the whole point of it is that he was, everybody treated him as a punching bag. Literally, he took fights just to get beat up and get paid for it. Right. Like, he's not a good fighter. No. So what did his arcana do? Like, just... <laughs> Gave him body armor because he gets hit. <laughs> you you take hits like a bitch, bro. So let's give you some armor, dude. Let's let's keep those insides protected, dog. <laughs> like that, it's the weirdest fucking thing to me. And it gave him tonfas, the spiky arm things. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. So Raiden then tells Shang Tsung and Sub Zero about the hidden survivor from the attack on Scorpion and how Cole is actually his descendant. Is Scorpion his papa? He's like. Like I'm talking seventeenth century Japan. Right. No, no, all no, the no. way until twenty first century. Feudal Japan as yeah. opposed to yeah. Um so before they can react, Raiden then teleports his champions to the void, and we do lose a fighter in this. We lose good old Kung Lao. Because <sighs> Somebody he, always has to die in Liu Kang's family. He sacrificed himself to save Cole. Mm-hmm. That is true. In the very first no in the in the first Mortal Kombat his brother died right weird okay in the first Mortal Kombat his brother died and this one Liu Kang di- or sorry uh, Ko- uh, Kung Lao his cousin dies in the video games Liu Kang has died and in the video games Kung Lao has died weird okay so Cole forms a plan to fight Outworld's champions one by one forcing the tournament that Shang Tsung was trying to prevent because remember Shang Tsung was trying to kill all the champions before the tournament can actually mm-hmm. begin and it's very odd how they're going to take direction from a guy who just got his um what is it? Arcana. Arcana. I already forgot the word. <laughs> I always keep. I keep wanting to say Acura. Acura. <laughs> Look, he just got his Acura. Like, like he fuck. just got his fucking driver's license. Like, what does he think he Calm is? Calm down, Rodrigo. I forgot her first name. <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> okay, so um, 
Raiden then agrees to this plan. He's like, yeah, that that sounds good. And he gives Cole Scorpion's kunai before transporting them all to their matches. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm sorry. Fuck that. So, and I'm supposed to wait till the end to give my honest opinions and shit. But how the fuck did they give him the kunai? And then they were just like, yeah, put it in your baggy ass Kung Lao Liu Kang sweatpants. Just, just tuck it in the back. It's not going to fall out or anything. He put it in his butt crack. Yeah, he Wonder Woman that shit. Yep. To squeeze your booty cheeks real tight and hold it in. You've been training for this forever. <laughs> uh, in your prison wallet. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so Luke Hang and Jax take Carball. Carball? Cabal. Cabal. I don't know why I threw an R in there. I don't know why you did either. Weird. I threw myself off. Jax and Carbock. <laughs> yeah, they got really fucked up that day. <laughs> so Luke Hang and Jax take... Carbock and Rico. Cabal and Rico. Well, granted, Carbock. Jax. We're all just getting wasted. Carbock and Rico is not a good combination. Yeah, I have pancreatitis. I can't drink. <laughs> so well, so <laughs> Sonya kills Kano. She gets his dragon mark and her own arcana. Sonya and Cole then fight Melina, but Sub-Zero appears after kidnapping Cole's family to lure him into a one-on-one fight. Weirdly enough, he goes to a fucking like, boxing UFC ring. It was actually the one that was yeah i know yeah. i know but why that place uh, i don't know so where uh, it all started i guess what started there well he was in that match and then as soon as he got out of that match he went to go eat at a diner and sub-zero went after him and sub-zero could have taken what, them to the it, diner you wanted them to fight in the diner yeah it would have made more sense in the middle of the street in the middle of the street Ooh. That'd been dope. that's a good setting Okay, so while we think he's losing, Cole's blood actually gets on the kunai and it unleashes Scorpion. Fucking no. Fucking no. It fell out of his pants, man. Have you ever had a cell phone? I think it cut his hand or something. Uh, Okay, that's fine. But have you ever had basketball shorts on, guys? And you're sitting there in a car, wherever the fuck, and you got some loose change, maybe like a $100 bill or your cell phone or some shit, and you're sitting down chilling, that bitch falls out, and it's gone forever? That should have been that kunai. Yeah. That kunai should have fell out of the back of his waistband whenever he was fighting Goro. Yeah. And no, he gone. didn't get the kunai until after Goro. Well, he should. Well, whenever he was doing something, it should have been gone. Whenever he, he was fighting, fighting Melina. Melina. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. That's what I meant. Anyways, so Cole's blood gets on the kunai and unleashes Scorpion. What kind of Scorpion? Hellspawn Scorpion. Okay. So Scorpion kills Sub-Zero with the fatal Hellfire, and then he dips out. He's like... He does, he does do the get over here, guys. He does. Um, My dad was actually upset whenever he watched it. Why? He's like, Scorpion could have done the get over here a couple more times. Uh-huh. Like, he only did it once in the movie. He could have done it a couple more times. Look. My dad, dad, dad. Just be appreciative that we did not get the shit show that was the hand eater things. Oh, fuck that. Um, in the very first. But also, dad, just mm-hmm. speaking to you here, not the colonels, not Connie, just speak me and you pops. We're right here, okay? I didn't plug in my control to the movie, Okay. I didn't use spear nine times like I usually do in the game. That's my bad. <laughs> so, uh, Scorpion dips out. And he's like, hey, Cole, thank you for freeing me. Uh, please take care of my bloodline. Okay. Okay, thanks. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> hey, for I real. know you're fighting in Mortal Kombat. And a lot of these motherfuckers are stronger than you. Don't die. Don't fuck up my bloodline. Okay. <laughs> I know I'm a demon now. So and I will demon demon's not good. I can't fix it. So, <laughs> so that's on you, bruh. After Scorpion leaves, um, wait, Ray- wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Cole has a daughter. Yeah. Why didn't he just say that to his granddaughter? I'm pretty sure that Demon fucking Scorpion, Hellfire Scorpion, Hellspawn Scorpion, 
going to a child being like you better not fuck this shit (laughs) she would have literally fucking had a heart attack can you imagine you're like great 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 grandpa who's a fucking fucking demon and being like hey you little bitch don't fucking fuck it up you better not take his last name you keep the hasashi line going the the hasashi line is gone oh yeah he had a daughter he's young now fuck i'm i'm just i oh i'm sorry so traumatic (laughs) imagine going to therapy being like yeah my um great great grandfather came back as a hell spawn and he told me not to fuck up his line and (laughs) he yelled at me like the first thing he did was get over here and wrap me up in a chain and said i better not fuck it up like i'm pretty sure i have severe anxiety now like can i get fucking medicated yes absolutely that's whatever you have that like fear of going outside yes like what if i get killed by a falling piano right i fucked it up honestly no <laughs> he probably another sub-zero comes he told cole because he's like look you can make more don't fuck it up okay make a boy probably pump it up brother <laughs> All your coworkers gonna be like, oh, yeah, okay. If y'all are listening to this in room one, two, or three, and y'all hear pump it up, <laughs> just oh, go give Chris a high five, up. guys. Okay, so Scorpion leaves. After that, Raiden, Shang Tsung, and all the other champions arrive. Yeah. Shang Tsung then sends his champions corpus corpses corpus corpus Christie's back to our world. <laughs> but that does set that does set it up for the next next one, I think. Yeah, I mean, he sends the corpses back to our world. Meaning... Well, you also skipped over... Well, not skipped over, but glossed over. What did I gloss over? Um, whenever they kill Sub-Zero. Oh, he like melts into an ice puddle that's black? He doesn't really melt. But yeah. Okay. He turns into like... he Well, he rips off his blue costume. Yeah. And it's a black costume under it. Mm-hmm. Hinting towards... The next Sub-Zero. noob Cybot, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, I'm not glad you did. Sub-Zero. <laughs> no, him Cybot. passing passing Sub-Zero's name on... Because he pass it on to like his little no, brother. His brother just took it. Oh, okay. From their okay. grandfather. Oh. Or dad. Okay. Bali knows that answer. So, um, Shang Tsung sends his champions' corpses back to Outworld and Raiden banishes him. I don't know why I just didn't do that in the first place, in all honesty. <laughs> um, after this, they start to prepare for the next tournament and Raiden tells his champions to recruit the next warriors. The movie ends with Cole heading to Hollywood in search of, drumroll please, Johnny Cage j cage so i love that's, johnny cage that's the that's the wrap up of the plot i mean it left the door wide open for a sequel i'm pretty sure like i'm 99 sure we're going to be getting a sequel if we really don't um that would be a sh- huge shock and a I'd loss be of so upset that would be a, a loss i think yeah especially because it, this was the best mortal Kombat movie i mean i'm i don't think the i don't think they had to live up to much they didn't no they didn't but i will say this one focused more on plot than the other ones did. True, but to the directors of Mortal Kombat, if you just by some reason happen to listen to this because we are a really great podcast. Because you want to have indie reviews right, and some feedback. Right. Um, but I need y'all to do me a favor. And please, for the love of God, y'all are changing things up already. And that's fine. I'm cool with it. Um, Please, please help Cole with his costume. One. Two, don't make Raiden a bitch in the next one. I'm tired of Raiden being a bitch. I'm tired of literally every single like movie. Raiden can end things within minutes. Yeah. And he doesn't anytime. No, no he doesn't. And they already kind of glossed over one of those things in this one. 
So, in the next one, don't give his character something that he can easily fix within two seconds of the movie. And also, just don't make him a bitch. I hate bitch Raiden. I he did. is dumb, and that's fine. Old, old white beard man. Well, he's not white in this one. I meant like he's dressed in white. Kind of like Gandalf and Dumbledore and all that shit. Like, they're always supposed to be the dumb character who, like, is supposed to be the grandpa character or the dad character. Just don't make him a bitch, please. I will say I enjoyed this costume much more than the previous ones. I appreciate Raiden being Asian. I appreciate the wig not being terrible. That too. Yeah. I appreciate it not being James Remar or the other guy that goes... (laughs) Or like a very just like whitewashed Raiden. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. Or like Farrah Fawcett, Luke Kang. Granted, this Luke Kang did have a lot of hair too. It wasn't as pretty as Farrah Fawcett, Luke Kang though. I don't know. I really enjoyed this one personally. Like I feel like he looked like a child. I can't recall. He looked like a child to me. Let me see, bro. Honest, my brain's already wiped the faces from my memory. Really? You can show me a picture of who Cole is, and I will not recognize it. Oh, I still remember Cole. He was actually in uh, Iron Fist. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, on the Netflix cool. one. Mm-hmm. So, out of all of them, and this is probably going to be more so of like the questions. Um, out of all of the characters that we were introduced to in this movie specifically, who was your favorite? You're going to say Scorpion, aren't no, you? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Scorpion's my second favorite, honestly. Who's your first favorite? My first favorite is fucking Sub-Zero. It was I've dope. never had Sub-Zero be my main because I'm a Scorpion main till the end. Sub-Zero has always been like my third-ish because I'm an Ermac fan too. I don't know why I'm an Ermac fan. I don't know why. Don't ask me. But... Sub-Zero on this movie was so fucking good, bro. I could have watched an entire Michael Myers version of Sub-Zero running around killing people. Honestly, like, it was all so smooth and so well executed and well done. Like, even the very beginning where it's 17th century Japan. Yeah. Like, him creeping up. You can slowly see everything starting to freeze up. Like, it's just... Yeah. That shit was pimp. The way he does it, it is just, like, very snowfall cool. snowfall and fucking feudal japan in the middle of summer yeah and it's very like at first, i just loved it in the beginning like you see the fucking snow falling yeah. and all of a sudden in the background or like when he's when he attacks cole at the diner cole and his family like they're eating mm-hmm. outside they look through the window and the little girls outside and they look through the window the and tables s- freezing and shit and well snow starts falling and she's like look and then you know hail starts coming down and everything mm-hmm. like that and it's just so fucking cool granted that scene fucking pissed me off because he could have ended their whole career mm-hmm. had he shot icicles at them or something but yeah. instead he starts throwing snow at them like it's a fucking snowball fight <laughs> well see my question is ultimately how did he know that he was there like how did he know that cole was a champion can he smell them can uh shang sung knows and so shang sung was just like shang sung knows yeah. how does he know because he's magic oh i was I was about to say, do they have like a roster? Do they have like playing cards He's that magic. Raiden? I'm pretty sure he does. Raiden's like, here's my champions. Yeah, I'm pretty here's sure. their stats. It's like fantasy football. I love it. <laughs> but like the scene where like he chases them to the house, mm-hmm. and like she turns and then turns back around. He's at the door. Mm-hmm. I would love just a. <laughs> like, come on! He was so, so good. Now that we know your favorite, who's your least favorite? least favorite um i would say goro because they treated goro like a bitch but rico really just because they did him so dirty they did him so bad bro i'm so mad okay 
Okay, so second favorite is is uh, Cabal, or sorry, second least favorite. Sorry, second hated character is Cabal, but Rico is supposed to be Shao Kahn's general, his right hand man, the person that if he says, "Hey, we should not do this. Your plan is fucking stupid." Shao Kahn's like, "All right, cool. Like you're right. You're right. I got enough respect for you that like, fuck it. If you say don't do it, we're not gonna do it. If." Shang Tsung says we have to and Rico says dude I will fucking slap you Shao Kahn's like bitch if you gotta slap him you gotta slap him alright like no he's overthrown Shao Kahn you can't just do my boy Rico nasty especially if we both have the same name you got me fucked up I believe that his birthday is August 4th (laughs) I will say that personally um, since I'm not a huge player of the game um, just based off the movie I found Kano to be really fucking annoying Yes, yes. They um, tried so hard to make him, like, boomerang from... Okay, but before we get into feelings and thoughts... Okay. I have two things. Yes. One, I really want to get into these fun facts. Okay, well, really quick, I just want to say they tried to make him, like, boomerang from Suicide Squad. Captain Boomerang, yes. Yeah, but we'll get back to that. Right. So, really quick, fun facts that I found out about. Um, the game was so brutal, okay, that it was one of the leading reasons... For the creation of entertainment software rating board. That's the people that puts the little letter on the side of your game. That says rated like. Rated E for everyone. Yeah. Rated E for everyone. Uh, rated M for mature. That's really the only two that I've T. ever seen. Oh, teen for teen. Yeah. T for teen. Sorry. I think T for teen is for Sims. Right. Because they're Really? If I'm being honest. Um, my mom never really gave a fuck. No, absolutely not. Yeah, my mom let me play Grand Theft Auto Vice City and Grand Theft Auto 3 at like 7. So Like, yeah, you're, it'll teach you how to drive. You're fine. Right, right. Where my dad was like, no, you can't play that. You're 12. You're Your not 13. Your dad took the parental advisories to heart. So seriously, dude. My mom was letting me listen to Eminem at like 4, 50 Cent at like 4. Your dad was like, um, I don't think you can listen to this until I, you're at least 17. No, my dad actually let me listen to a lot of rap music. My I dad didn't it. care about rap, but like games, yeah. It's like, bro, I was telling girls, I'll take you to the candy shop. I'll let you lick the lollipop. Like, I was thinking we were talking about blow pops, but really 50 Cent was talking about blowing pops. 50 Cent was nasty. I didn't know that as a child. And my mom was letting me listen to that. I was like, hell yeah, girl, I'll take you to the candy shop. My right. mom will. My mom yeah. both of us. We'll go to fucking Marble Slab after that, too. Uh, anyway, um, Ed Boon. Here's another fun fact, sorry. Ed Boon, video game creator, or sorry, editor, and voice actor extraordinaire, loves the character Scorpion so much that he has voiced the character since 1992 and, and didn't voice him in Mortal Kombat versus DC. That is the only game he didn't voice him in. You know, the, who and that in the reminds movies. me of? What? That reminds me of Matthew Lillard. Right, as Shaggy. Mm-hmm. Yes. But he even cut out the 1995 Scorpion, mm-hmm. his voice, mm-hmm. and voiced over him. Oh my God. Yeah, that's dedication, my guy. Um, My second to last. So, two more. Uh, Ed Boon and John Tobias used both of their last names to come up with the character Noob Saibot, ri- the original Bihan, or well, originally Bihan, and the original Sub-Zero. So why the name Noob Saibot? Because backwards it's uh, Tobias Boon. So Bihan's name is Noob Saibot? So when Bihan gets killed by Scorpion and becomes Noob, that's when... Okay. Yeah. And then his little brother takes on Sub-Zero. 
Okay. Because their grandpa, I think, was Grandmaster Sub-Zero or something like that. Um, the last one I have is that the movie isn't... Sorry, this movie, the 2021, isn't Louis Tan's first run at Mortal Kombat. He actually played Kung Jin in Mortal Kombat 10. And who is Louis Tan's? That's Cole Young. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. We never actually mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, that's Cole Young. Okay. Um, that That's really all about, or all I have for that. But my yeah. second thing is that we are going to reintroduce my little brother. In a second. In a split second so that he can tell you how he felt about the movie. Wow, why did I sound low again? Anyway, um, so Connie, again, let's run it from the top. Uh, so I really enjoyed the movie. I think it focused more on plot than the fights, but it was still good fights, quality fights. Mm-hmm. It was still miles above the previous Mortal Kombat's, in all honesty. No. No. Just for the cheesiness factor, you appreciate the old ones. For the cheesiness factor, yes, I do appreciate the old ones. But I feel like, story-wise, it was a little bit more, like, it was a little looser on the story in the 2021 versus the 1995, which had a very strict line that it was following. I guess. This one, it brought in a whole family aspect. Um, it brought in a whole new character that was never a part of Mortal Kombat in the beginning. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm trying to stand up for the people that like didn't like the movies just a little bit. That way we can like break it to them that we actually enjoyed it and there was a reason behind it. But So they played so fast on several different characters' stories that it kind of like clouded over the main story. And that's what a lot of people had an issue with. So, like, they would talk about Cole and his family story, or just Cole's story, or just Scorpion's story, or just Kano's story, or just Sonya's story. Like, they flipped so much in between them mm-hmm. that it kind of, like, oversaturated the plot. I can see that instead of just focusing on one at a time. Right. So, like, in 1995, you had, like... They didn't like, give a backstory, really. Right. But you had Luke Kang as a leading character, and yeah. his whole thing is to beat Shao Kahn. Or yeah. his whole thing is to beat... Um, Chang song yeah i can see that um but the reasoning for that at least this is my theory your theory um is that cole young was such a risky move to introduce somebody that's never been in the games never been ever introduced anywhere else so instead of giving him a whole story arc a whole entire like movie for himself they could mask it with somebody as great and as well known as scorpion and then also not give him enough screen time for people to get annoyed by him. Yeah, I think they wanted to tie him to an old character to give that like familiarity of we're supposed to be rooting for this character, not because he's brand new, right. but because he's part of this, the storyline, you know? Right. And then also at the same time, it's like... They want to give a Scorpion and Sub-Zero fight as well. Right. But they also want to bring creativity and something new to it. Yeah. Which is cool. I, I totally respected Cole's character. Um could they do better with with his character in the sequel? Yes. I mean, I still feel like his arcana, arcana, whatever. Needs to be elaborated on. Right. And they can also, like, work on it in the second one. Like, oh, now he has a mask. Now he has a full-fledged helmet. Like, they can make him look cooler in the second one. It could be like that was his, like, level one. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I personally think the one unique thing they did with this movie, the Dragon Mark thing, Mm -hmm. I really liked it, but at the same time, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me just because, like, Cole. Cole is born with this Dragon Mark, right? Mm -hmm. It's a birthmark. He's had it since he was a baby. For one, why didn't they try to kill him when he was a baby? Why didn't Chang Song send champions to kill him while he's a baby? Chang Song doesn't kill babies. 
I don't believe it. Anyways. I don't either. I was just, my, <laughs> I'm just trying to give like some kind of uh My second thing is how often do these Mortal Kombat's take place? Does it ever tell us? It doesn't, yeah, right? It does. It's when? every I forgot how many years. Like, I wanna say th- it's either ten, twenty, thirty, or a hundred. Or seven. No, no, no. It's ten, twenty, thirty, or a hundred. I can't remember. That's weird because they've already lost nine and a ten nine out of ten. Yeah, so maybe every twenty years? Makes more sense. I don't know. But my thing is is if they have this mark from birth, mm-hmm. why are they just not, why is Cole just not hearing about Mortal Kombat? Maybe if it is every 20 years or so, then, okay, then yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe they didn't want to recruit him when he was 13 to learn about Mortal Kombat. It would have been helpful. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't want to though. Because obviously, Liu Kang and Kao, uh, <laughs> Kung, Lao. Kung Lao have already heard about it and they've been training for years. Right, but they were like adopted by Raiden. Well, not really adopted by Raiden, but you know what I mean. Like they were... Kind of trained by Raiden. Why didn't Raiden go find the rest of them? I don't know. What was he going to do? Just steal everybody from their families? No, but my next thing is, is obviously this next tournament is happening happening pretty soon. That's why they're going off to find Johnny Cage immediately after this Mortal Kombat. I don't think they would do it 20 years in advance. Well, really quick. (laughs) This reminds me of a joke that me and Bala have. Raiden um, was actually like... I'm going to have to call him in for it so he can explain it a little bit better. But pretty much Raiden as a punishment to children would eat their stomachs. So for what him to fuck? just kidnap all the children, that'd be kind of scary. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. We got Scorpion out and down here talking shit to a 10 year old and Raiden eating, <laughs> eating stomachs. The stomachs of children. Yeah. Pretty much. But yeah, no, that's my thing. That is one my one issue with the whole Dragon Mark thing. I really like it. I really enjoyed how they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just do have some serious questions that I hope that they do elaborate on in the next film. You, you know, like how often the Mortal Kombat happens, why they're chasing down Johnny Cage so quickly after the first one. If it's every 20 years, and obviously they have some room to w- wriggle, wiggle around. If Johnny Cage is 30 right now, do they really want a 50-year-old fighting in Talking Mortal Kombat? Talking way too fast. Just I just have a lot of questions. We'll see. In the next one, I think that they're going to have Johnny Cage, Katana and sonia but they also still well no they already have sonia they already have sonia so sonia already looked a little bit older right. kind of like in her 30s 40s right like late 30s early 40s so johnny cage as a movie star would have to be Probably around 30s. that age yeah he'd have to be around that age but he wasn't a movie star until like whenever sorry he wasn't a movie star later on in life he was already successful later on in life he was kind of like younger Whenever he started doing movies. So we're going to see where he's at there. I guess. But my thing is, if the next Mortal Kombat's going to be in 20 years. That would suck. I'd be fucking mad. Right? It doesn't make sense. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. Okay. So I just looked it up. It says every generation. But Vala says it's every 50 years. In which case, I have more questions. Why are they looking for Johnny Cage when this man is at least in his 20s? Because they need a movie, Johnny. They need a movie. He's at least in his 20s. You're going to tell me this 70-year-old man is going to really fight in the next Mortal Kombat? Raiden. Raiden is a god. These people have arcanas. I don't think they're they're gonna I don't think they're gonna be immortal. No, but moving on mini gods. Moving on. I really enjoyed the movie. I would just I have some questions. What? I already I already said them. Sorry, my brain was off again. No what questions? (laughs) It's past my bedtime. Okay. So you have my questions. Um, directors, if you're listening to this, I need some explanations, please. That's all I'm asking. Right. Some in depth explanations. If you don't want to do a whole movie, then just just email me. Bring the popcorn at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, uh, me personally, I really enjoyed it. Um, I have high hopes high hopes for Cole. 
Um, although I really didn't care for his first impression, I feel like the second impression is going to do a lot better. He's going to come out stronger. He's going to come out a lot cooler. Hopefully they do something with his, with his daughter because they I hinted. Well, I mean, you got to think like they hinted a lot towards his daughter. About don't fuck up the bloodline. I mean, not only that, but like just every time like it was an important scene, they'd shoot like they'd pan over to her or like they made it like seem like everything he did he did it for her I mean, like yeah. they kind of downplayed the wife and upplayed the daughter yeah you know what i mean it's yeah. like she is also hanzo hasashi bloodline which she is but like sending like this 13 year old into mortal Kombat. yeah okay um let's see what else did i have um again i'm still upset about rico they treated him like a bitch he reminded me of taser face from i think guardians of the galaxy 2 mm-hmm. um and then they also treated Goro like a bitch and sliced him up. Yeah. Like, he didn't even kill anybody. He didn't do anything. No, he just fell into a barn and then just Right, right. And then, like, Shang Tsung Smoke is supposed to be green. Noob and Smoke are black smoke. So when they introduce Goro with all this black smoke rolling in. You're like, in, oh, fuck yeah. We're I'm about like, to get oh, smoke. Oh, shit. No. And I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. Because the guy in the movie theater next to me that was yelling with me. Because yeah. me and him were like the loudest two in the yeah. theater. We were pumped. But we both thought it was smoke. And I know Vala thought it was smoke too. So fucked up on that part. Fix make that. His, yes. Fix make that. his smoke green. Fix that. Thank you. And then lastly, like I said, Kano got very annoying. He became this like word vomit pop culture reference machine. Yeah. Yeah. He really, it was really more of like sassiness than anything else. Right. He was just so sassy. He made a lot of Harry Potter comments. He made a lot of movie critic comments like chill. He was the comedic relief, but wrapping it up, would you rewatch this movie? Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Fuck Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you have any like, I not even critiques, I guess, cause you already aired them all out. Mm hmm. So you'd rewatch it. You'd recommend it. Yeah. Um, just don't make Raiden a bitch. Um, give us more Scorpion time. And I think that's about it. All right. So let's bring in Valentino again and see what his opinion is. All right. After a little bit of musical chairs here, um, brother, let us let us hear your take on it. All right, so my take on it, it was amazing. I loved the characters. The costumes and everything were just fantastic. And mm-hmm. the powers were really cool to watch. Right. And all, like, the powers and, like, the costumes look, like, exactly like how they are in the game. Especially, like, Cabal's mask and his, like, hook swords and everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know how, like, he runs, like, really fast? Cabal was a bitch. I know. I know. I didn't really like him. So was Kano, too. Kano was annoying as fuck, but yeah, I feel you. I know, like for Kano, it's just like every sentence that he says, it always has like a bad word. Yeah. Like A bombs, F bombs, everything, dude. Uh, You can cuss on this podcast. It's okay. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but Kano was just annoying. Yes, definitely. Um, I'm going to actually, Connie, do you want to ask Vala the same thing you asked me? Who is your favorite character in the movie? Musical chair again. (laughs) Nice little shuffle you got there. In the movie? Yeah, who's your favorite character from the movie? Uh, I'm going to have to say Scorpion. I just love Scorpion. I like the way he looks. Over Sub-Zero, really? Sub-Zero, he's all right. I'm just more of a Scorpion fan. I'm definitely a Scorpion main, too, but Sub-Zero is fucking awesome in this Sub-Zero movie. Sub-Zero was pretty cool, but I'm actually like looking forward if uh, his little brother is going to be in the next one. Okay, I'll give you that. So who is your least favorite character? 
Least favorite character? Uh, probably Kano. Yeah, yeah, same. I mean, I know that Kano's like one of the original characters. It's just that he's just so annoying. He was definitely annoying in this one. Um, really quick, I'm sorry. You did say little brother. So, and I realized that <laughs> I failed to do the thing that I did in the last one and say how I named us in this one. I named us Bihan, Sonia, and Kwai Liang. Yeah. Only because big brother. Yeah. Sonia, because blonde. blonde and white, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Kwai Liang, Kwai Liang is, is the little brother of Bihan. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, you did you think it stuck true to the game or anything? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Definitely. Um what is did you say your favorite game in the series? Like uh like, like one through eleven? Uh my favorite game, I'm gonna have to say eleven. Eleven? Okay. Eleven. Yeah. I mean I fuck with eleven a lot. Like eleven, that's when they start like bringing back like the old characters. Cause, like, they kind of sort of mentioned a lot of the older characters. Because like yeah. Fujin hasn't been in a game since like what Armageddon, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and they brought back like uh, they were like uh, demanding Melina too. Right. To be back in the game. Right. I mean, I would I would like a Taven and a Dagon again, but oh. you know it is what it is. Also, I like how they're adding like horror characters like Leatherface, Alien. Ooh, Nether Realm Studios. Okay, yeah, I need Nether you to listen. I need you to listen. Nether Realm Studios. Follow my advice. Okay. What the fans want is we want for you guys to make a horror movie Mortal Kombat type situation where it's just horror movies and they all fight. That's Definitely. it. That'd be dope. Jason, uh Leatherface. Uh, Alien, Michael Myers, put all them bitches in there. Terminator, I don't give a fuck. He's kind of scary. Robo cunt, sorry, Robocop. (laughs) He's cool. Throw him in there too. Everybody threw in the DLCs, throw them in their own game. That'd be fun. Just horror combat. Yes, definitely. Um, What else do we have? Oh, did you like uh, Cole? Um, I do like Cole. I expected a lot more from him. It's just when I first saw like Cole's Arcana, he just reminded me a lot of Black Panther. It was Arcana. Oh, was did you Arcana. did you mis mispronounce it? Connie and I were, were saying Arcana, Arcana. We were bouncing back and forth. It's it's technically whichever, but in the movie they call it Arcana. Right. Okay. So you kind of like Cole. I like Cole. Okay. I just I expected a little bit uh more from him. Because he's a descendant of Scorpion, and you know how Raiden uh, gave him his uh, Scorpion's like old kunai blade? Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be like a next-gen like Scorpion. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, how'd you feel about his suit? His suit looks actually pretty cool. Because like, you know how he like takes like a hit and it glows? It's Black Panther, yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Also, I like his tonfas. His like, tonfas are pretty cool. Yeah, like one of them's like a regular tonfa, and the other one's just like a bladed tonfa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are pretty cool too. Well, I kind of wanted him to have a mask. Yeah, that's something that I didn't like. Yeah, and then something else that I didn't like is that they made him for the most part. This game or this movie gave us a lot of like high hopes, mm-hmm. only to be like twist. Right. So when we got Cole Young, I thought that they were going to do more of a Tagon or sorry Taven and Dagon situation, where like he is actually Taven related to uh Dagon. Yeah. And like that's where Mortal Kombat was going to start. I would have loved that shit. Mm-hmm. Cuz that played out like its own movie, you know what I mean? Like they had the king who was a dad and they were trying to like have this brother relationship, but the brother one brother was bad, one brother was good. Also Taven and D- Dagon have the same powers too. 
Right, which would have been a cool idea or a cool playoff, you know, of the games. But, you know, it is what it is. We got Cole. Yeah. I'm cool with it. I'm not saying that he's a bad character. Like, nothing's, like, bad from him. It's just, like, I expected more. Right. Do you remember 10 at all? Mortal Kombat 10? Uh, X, yeah. X, yeah. You know what I meant. Um, Did you know that... Do you remember Kung Jin? Oh, yeah, Kung Jin. What about him? That's the the voice actor for Kung Jin is Cole Young. Oh, I actually didn't notice that. Yeah. I did not know it's that. It's the same person. Um, I, I honestly thought that like Cole Young was like someone's voice. I knew that he was yeah. someone's voice, but I didn't expect it was like Kung Jin. Mm-hmm. Oh, crazy, huh? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, He also was in uh, Iron Fist. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm being serious. Like I thought, like Cole Young's like actual voice actor was like something. I knew that he was something that I that I know, like in a series that I know. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't expect it like to be like Iron Fist or like another character from Mortal Kombat. Right. Well, so the Raiden that played in the 1995 one. Sorry, guys. I know I'm re. You know, what what is it? What I'm trying. No. Uh, re. I guess rehashing. Repeating. Sorry, that's what mm-hmm. I was talking. Thinking of. Um, I'm repeating a lot of this. It's only because Vale was not here. He walked out, came back in. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But um, Raiden from the first Mortal Kombat 1995 was the same Raiden in this one, in Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, yeah, I know that. That's the same voice actor, same actor. Oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah. Um, So I guess that pretty much wraps it up. Vala liked it. I liked it. Uh, would you recommend the movie? Definitely. Would you watch it again? Definitely. Nice. Um, are you excited for the next one? Yes. Who do you want to see in the next one? Uh, Kwai Liang. That's it? Kwai Liang, uh, Johnny Cage. I hope Johnny Cage is like... Don't actor. make Johnny Cage a bitch. Yeah, I hope his actor is like a really cool one. Because I, I heard like a lot of people like saying that uh, they want like Johnny Cage's uh, actor to be like funny. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Obviously, yeah. You want him to be funny. I mean, what if it's like Ryan Reynolds? Uh, that'd be interesting it would be interesting like i want okay okay here's what i want i want ryan reynolds comedy from johnny cage yeah but a different actor i guess yeah yeah just don't make him like beefy yeah make him kind of like jason statham sized yeah what if it is jason statham no it's not jason statham he's british I know, but his like martial arts kind of like matches Johnny Cage's. Johnny Cage's, yeah. yeah. Don't make it John Claude Van Damme. He's no. old as fuck. No, definitely. Um, <laughs> I can't think of anybody for Johnny Cage. I can't either. I would just need somebody very vain, very arrogant. But don't make him like Kano either. Yeah, don't we make don't him annoying. Like yeah. Johnny Cage, he's like naturally like immature. Right, he's annoying already as is. But like, yeah, but don't make him like annoying Kano. like Kano. Yeah, that yeah. shit was stupid. Connie, do you want to throw anything else in? You were so far away here. Let me share this <laughs> mic with you. Come, 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 come. Like the old days where we used to share a mic. No, I think I'm good. I don't have anything extra to add. You guys wrapped it up pretty nicely. Okay. So really quick. Uh, con- Ooh, really loud. Um, Really quick. Do you want to end it? Me? All right. Well, um, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, it's Break Out Popcorn. 
or on Twitter, it is BOTP podcast. Um, email us at breakoutthepopcorn at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it so much. Uh, make sure you leave a five-star review and type out a little nice comment for us so Rico can just go get a tattoo. Um, other than that, I think that's pretty much it. That is definitely pretty much it. I don't think that we'll have another guest on until we finally figure out this mic situation because we are bouncing a mic back and forth. And these are $500 mics. So, um, Fala, thank you for being our first live guest. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's um, been really fun. Yeah, I'm kind of holding this thing like it's a <laughs> regular studio microphone at this point. Um, We're working yeah. what we have. We work with what we have, exactly. So, you ready to do my part? Yeah, I think I can do it. Roll credits. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.